Welcome and welcome again to Behind the Scoreline. Today's episode is part of a two-part series where I go through the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference and give you my playoff predictions. We'll start first with the first round, go to the conference semifinals and end up with the conference finals, where at the end I will give you my prediction as far as which team do I think will play in the NBA Finals. Now, as we speak, the Denver Nuggets are leading Minnesota Timberwolves two games to zero. We are going to play game three and this series has kind of not lived up to my expectation, especially when you consider how much Minnesota Timberwolves have invested in Rudy Gobert and obviously their partnership with Carl Anthony Towns. That hasn't worked because I mean they were a flop in the regular season, we all know that. But there are issues, some tactical and some just a matter of luck and I mean you can say a lack of luck. Uh, I'm referring to the injury that uh, befell Carl Anthony Towns. He's been injured for quite some time. He only came back with three or four regular season games remaining. And Rudy Gobert hasn't really been playing well. He didn't even make the All-Star team this year. But a glimmer of hope was, of course, Anthony Edwards. He was spectacular in the regular season. He even got his first call-up as an All-Star. But that's not enough because this is a team that has... I wouldn't say championship aspiration, but they want to compete, especially after a spectacular series that they played against uh, Memphis Grizzly last season. Obviously, they didn't win the series, but it was a glimpse of what they could do as a team. As we speak, Denver has blown them out in the first game, 109-80, and it was a quite dominant performance by the Denver Nuggets. They've been quite uh, spectacular. I mean, they're the, f- the number one seed in the NBA, no, in the Western Conference. And for a reason, you know, at one point, the Nuggets were leading by 32 points in game one. And yeah, they saw off the, the Timberwolves easily. In the second game, I mean, Minnesota tried to adjust and kind of compete, but they still couldn't reach the level that Denver is operating at. And as a result, I think this series will probably go five five games. I don't see it going more than five games. I see Minnesota winning one game at home and losing one, and then Denver wrapping it up uh, back in Denver in game five. I mean, you look at uh, game two, Denver obviously came out very hot. They even led by 20. And then in by the end of third quarter, Minnesota was in the lead. They had, obviously, they chimed at the Denver lead until they got a lead of their own. But fourth quarter, Denver was different. They The, the fourth quarter score was 35 points to Denver and 24 for Minnesota. And that's how Denver is sitting at two wins to zero. So I see Denver winning 4-1. Now, the most interesting series according to me because of the superstar power in this series or what we expected to be superstar power is Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns facing the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, the Clippers won game one away um, and yeah, they won it in a quite convincing fashion when you consider that they were a man down, a superstar down in, in Paul George, you know, but Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi Leonard. He had 38 points and was really dominant. And yeah, um, in that game, a lot of people were criticizing Kevin Durant and not and him not taking enough shots. Uh, but game two came and Phoenix, obviously, they won 123-109. And Devin Booker was the star of the show. He had 38 points, 9 assists, while Kevin Durant had 25 points. And Kawhi Leonard was, was Kawhi Leonard as, as always, 31-8-7, while Russell Westbrook recorded 28-5-5. 
I was really pleased with uh, Rush's performance. Now, the series went bad or became sour when we learned that Koelanad wouldn't play game 3 because of an injury sustained in game 1 and played through it in game 2. So now as we speak, Koelanad is listed as probable. We don't know if he's going to play. As at the time of, of recording this episode, the game game 4 will be playing in approximately 23 hours from now. So I'm hoping Koelanad gets to play because, I mean, we want a series that's going to be very competitive. I mean, already Clippers are down a man in, in Paul George while Phoenix has their full arsenal of players, you know. So we'd want to see a competitive match and obviously... We see how Clippers are so competitive even without Paul George. So imagine if you have George and, you know, his two-way uh, two uh, ability. It would really uh, make a difference for the Clippers if they were to win this series. But if I am to give my prediction, I'm taking Phoenix in six games. I see Clippers winning one game, even if Kawhi is not... Like, whether Kawhi is back or not, I see Clippers winning one game and then Phoenix are winning... Uh, two more games and wrapping this series up now we go to the los angeles lakers and memphis grizzlies it's been a, a really interesting series uh, for a couple of, of of reasons now we expected jamorant jaron jackson jr lebron james and anthony davis to be the stars in this series and so far they have not been the stars uh, funny enough you look at the the playoff numbers right you look you look at the playoff numbers um i'm going to the numbers right now you look you look at uh players like rui hachimura rui hachimura in the playoff is averaging 24.5 points that's the same number of points as lebron james lebron james and rui hachimura are averaging the same amount of points and Rui Hachimura is averaging more points than Anthony Davis. I know we've only played two games. And Austin Reeves is, is averaging exactly uh, 17.5 points, which is the average that Anthony Davis is on. And man, Rui Hachimura has been a revelation in this playoffs. I don't know how long he's going to keep this level up, but he's shooting 70% from three. Uh, his overall field goal percentage is 69%, and he makes nine shots per game. He makes nine shots per game. Makes, not attempts. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, um, the injury to Jamorant, we thought it would be, uh, it would derail the, the Grizzlies. Um, I don't think it, it derailed them much because they were in, very much in control of game two and they ended up winning. Uh, it's also nice seeing John Jackson Jr. coming in as a, I don't know, a budding superstar. I mean, he just won defensive player of the year and he's been fantastic in, in defending Anthony Davis. I mean, I want to go to Anthony Davis and just look at his statistics um, in, in these games. I mean, the, his, his stats in, in, in game two, they were not pleasing at all. They were not pleasing at all. He finished with 13 points. He shot 29% from the field and he shot 23% in two pointers. And if you ask me, a lot of that has to do with the defense of Jaron Jackson Jr. And yeah, um, we're hoping to see a, a rejuvenated Anthony Davis going forward. But... This series so far has been the series that's been decided by players that are not superstars. Game 2, 
the Grizzlies are not winning that game if Javier Tillman does not produce a, an exceptional performance that he produced. This man was a monster. He was a monster. He had 22 points, 13 rebounds in that game and he was everywhere, you know. But going forward, I see John Moran coming back and definitely LeBron James will have more of an impact uh, in, the, in the game. Um, if you ask me where do I see this series going, as much as I don't like the Lakers, I see them winning it in seven. Um, I, I think Memphis will always be a problem. They have so many weapons. Like game two, it was Javier Tillman's game. You still have a Desmond Bain coming uh, game coming up. He's definitely going to have his own game where he's going to win Grizzly a game. And Jaron Jackson Jr. will probably have his own game as well. Um, I don't think Anthony Davis will play as horrible as he has played. I think his level will will, will rise up a bit. But I'm still I'm still taking the Lakers in in seven purely because they have LeBron James and yeah, he's he's so fantastic. He's his facilitate his facilitation is just next level uh, right now like even when i was looking i was watching him play i was i was i was marveling actually i wasn't marveling i was kind of hating on him because of how flamboyant he is in his passing like he he's so theatric in his passing and the passes are crisp but like he is touching dylan brooks with the the cuts and yeah um i see i see lakers winning now, a series that has uh, captivated all of us and our attention is the Sacramento Kings facing Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, I mean, light the beam, light the beam, I'll just say it, light the beam, but uh, championship experience will always prevail. Um, as much as Sacramento are good this year and they're definitely so fast, I think they are faster than uh, Golden State can uh, recover. Like their pace is just ridiculous for Golden State to, to manage. But um, Stephen Curry in game game three showed us that he's still Stephen Curry. Dropped 36, 5 and 5 on 50% from three. He shot 12 three-pointers, he made six. So I, I, I take the Golden State Warriors, I see them winning. Um, I see them going to the conference semifinals. Now, Denver, Phoenix. Um, the problem with Phoenix for other teams is this. The more Phoenix plays together, especially with the incorporation of Kevin Durant, is the more Phoenix gets stronger. So the more games you give them, is the more the stronger they'll get. And yeah, I, I just think that they are they are two or three headed monster i mean look at how devin booker is just taking over this series you know at some point in this clipper series you expect kevin Durant to drop like a 40 piece or something like that you know so i don't see denver stopping phoenix i i think it's going to be a, an extremely competitive uh series but in the end i'll just have to keep uh, give the nod to phoenix to reach the conference finals now the lakers and golden state uh i think i think golden state will have a much better series against the lakers than they do against sacramento i think i i okay maybe i'm, I'm being too forward but i see lake lakers losing in six like uh golden state uh beating the lakers in six uh, Lakers don't really have that shooting even now. I mean, obviously, they're not using Malik Beasley enough, and most of their shooting comes from Reeves and Hachimura. We are not sure how long these guys can sustain the level that they're performing at, but we know what Jordan Poole can do in the playoffs. We know what Steph Curry can do. We know what Clay Thompson can do. There's Dante, Dante uh, DiVincenzo as well. He's played uh, 
I mean, I think he won a ring with Milwaukee that year when they won the 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 ring. So yeah, I'm I'm just going to tip the skills in Golden State favor. Now in the finals, Golden State Phoenix, mm, scrumptious, scrumptious. Uh, but we know that obviously Phoenix will have home court advantage. Um, Phoenix, Golden State, Phoenix, Golden State. It's not really a toss-up. Golden State, most of the time, they're playing with championship experience and their tactics are flawless, right? But the star power, the star power of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, it, it sometimes makes the difference. Even the experience of, of Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul, as old as he is, he's a savant in making plays and crucial plays, you know? And... Yeah, I just don't see Golden State beating Phoenix in a best of seven. That's just the way it is. Um, the only team that I think can beat Phoenix is Denver. I think if Phoenix can beat Denver, they are done. They are the Western Conference champions. That's just what I believe in. Anyways, you may disagree with me, you may agree with me, but I see the Phoenix Suns playing for the NBA Finals yet again. I think for the, for the second time in three years, if I'm not mistaken. 2020, who was there? Hmm. The Lakers were there in 2020. 2021 was uh, Milwaukee. 2022 was Golden State. So Phoenix, I say Phoenix is going to the second NBA Finals in three years. Yes, there I said it. Other than that, please check out the episode that I made for the Eastern Conference and my predictions. And then when you are done listening to both of these episodes, you will know who I say, which teams do I say will be in the NBA Finals. Who will be facing Phoenix in the NBA Finals? You'll find out on that episode. And then, if we reach the conference finals and both the two teams that I project to be in the finals are still there, I will make an episode telling you which team do I think will win the NBA championship. On that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any queries, you want an episode, you want any form of communication, email behind the score line at gmail.com or find me on social media particularly on twitter b the letter b underscore the score line you'll find me that's the handle on twitter till next time cheers if you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from and please Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Behind the Score Line. Or better yet, just send them the link to this episode. Thank you. <laughs>